Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshot Podcast. Uh, I'm Ben Hibbert, and I'll be your host. And joining me this evening is Rich Bally. Hello there. And Dom Flanagan. Hey. And I got it right. I'm awful with last names. I won't remember Rich just because I say it so often. <laughs> joining us is Dom Pond. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't, please don't get us mixed up. <laughs> oh. Uh, so this uh, this cast, we're going to be talking about the Firestorm uh, Firecast event that's coming up, uh, the new articles, the latest GSP event, which fellow Sift taker Chris Parkinson, is it? Yeah, Chris Parkinson. Yeah, yeah came top 16, so he's a relatively new player as well, so really good showing. Yep. And also a little shout out to Tom and Ian for going top 16 in the Kyber Cup. That's like a real... That's pretty impressive. I think, was it 400? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, almost as big as our system open. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, four, so, 400, so like top top 16 for that. So um, Tom went out to uh, Six Swarm and uh, Liam went out to uh, three large-based ships. Uh, it was Lando, Lando and the Falcon, Bosk and Asajj. And oh, yeah. uh, basically, his uh, his whole list was moving before them, so he oh. was, or uh, yeah, before. So he had he had to guess with Chertek and Grievous about what um, the other guy was going to do with his big base ships, and then obviously Chertek and Ensnare just doesn't really work against big base ships. Just doesn't doesn't have the the same <laughs> rinsing effect as it has another thing. So yeah, they both hit tough matchups and. Um, but top sixteen in a four hundred person event is uh, just they did just as well as the current reigning world champion who also went out in top sixteen as well <laughs> just this week on. So well done to Ollie for getting that far as well, and and to everybody who's progressed. I guess it's um it's a bit of an achievement. Ian was also top of the Sift Taker Cup until the latest round started, so he's doing well with that list. Yeah, is he using the same thing? Is he? Um, similar, yeah. He's been tweaking it here and there. I think he's got outmaneuver Grievous now, and I think he's dropped some stuff off Zam. Okay, but off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's a very cool. nice list. Oh, it's dirty. Yeah, it's, yeah I want to try it. It's low key dirty. There's all sorts of cool things you can do with it. Like if you've got outmaneuver Grievous, you can. It was one of the things that he did when I was playing against uh, against him with something, and he brings Grievous down. And then you're watching Chertek and you're thinking, if Chertek gets within range one of me, then I have to be, I'm going to get a, a, a tractor and I'm going to get screwed. So you position your ship so that he can't put Chertek in range one of you. Then he brings Grievous down and barrel rolls him. And you think, it's not too bad. He's not outmaneuvered me. He's going to get re-rolls, but it's okay. And then he, f- <laughs> and then he flies two weeks in a row. And then- I know, no one ever messages me. And then every time we record it happens. <laughs> But then what he does is he flies Chertek down and then he does all of his stuff with Chertek and then he passes the tractor token to Grievous and barrel rolls Grievous again so that he yeah. gets out so that he outmaneuvers you. Yeah, so, it's really nice. Catches people out. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Oh wait. Now I'm eating four dice into one if you're lucky. And he's double modded because he's Grievous and he's behind me. And no I've one got... ever expects you to uh, track to your own ship though. No. That's, no. I think that's possibly the best move you can do. Yeah, Always and I think, I think the the first time 
it happens to you, you get surprised by it, and you probably can't win that game by that point. Every time after that, you're spending the entire time looking at him going, which of his own ships can he tractor? And how can he do it? And where can he put it? It's like trying to preempt like where's somebody going to put echo or where somebody going to put whisper it's like, oh, yeah. ah well we were actually talking about this earlier and if i'm flying echo it's off the board <laughs> <laughs> i've like, i've been trying echo out because i love whisper um and i've played three games of it just on my phone and three games i've either flown him onto a rock in front of all the other side or just off the board completely it's really hard to figure out which way he's going definitely needs a bit of practice echo yeah, it's, I thought I could just pick it up and be, I'd played enough Whisper. I was like, oh, it'd be fine. And uh, I was wrong. Very, very wrong. I'm glad I didn't take it to an event. Yeah, <laughs> very... yeah. So uh, shall, we, uh, shall we have a little talk about Dom's event that he's running? Well, the Firestorm boys, not just Dom. Well, you've, yeah. you've touched on the Gold Squadron thing, so shall we finish talking about that for, uh, like, 20 seconds? And then, yeah, and then we move can... on to Dom. Yeah. So like, it was won by Andreas Carlson. It was it's... won again by Procket Barons. Or not again by Procket Barons, but it was won by Procket Barons. And um, obviously Andreas is a top bloke, so it's nice to see him win something. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, I was just about to say, actually, the, the runner-up list is very similar to Liam's list. Yes. It's, I mean, it's almost the same, except it's got Brewer Cret, which is uh, his pilot ability is I'm I-5. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the thing that it's, it's the thing that finished second in um, Sweden. Yeah, so, yeah. I've, I've not seen the match, but Andreas told me it was very, very close. And it's I've heard off other people. It's a really interesting one to watch. So I'm looking forward to it being yeah. uploaded onto YouTube. So yeah, as little spoilers as possible would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. I just saw the result. So well, we From know where... Andreas won. So there you go. And he told me in a message that he won it on the last shot. Oof, nice. It's, and uh, Tim said there was a zombie ship, which always makes me happy. It, uh, it should be mentioned, we've talked about, um, about Chris, but Chris actually flew into cut with um, Leia, Luke, and Nora Wexley. Was it in the Y-Wing or the yeah, was Y-Wing Nora with... Um, after, uh, with no, not, after, not even afterburners. It was advanced proton torpedoes. R four and a um and a an ion cannon, and uh, I, I watched his uh, his his game for cut his winning in game uh, when he was four one, and he basically just had a droid on a rock and another droid sitting next to it, and he just kept ioning one of them <laughs> until they were dead, and because he was right next to them, he was rolling four dice, so he was always ioning them, and then when they tried to shoot him back. They had no mods because they were ironed. Um, and it was Nora, so he was adding an evade. So he was just sitting within range one of them, just circling around them, just pumping four dice ion shots into them until they died. And then <laughs> moving on to another group, and it was just ridiculous. Like, he traded Leia, 77 points of Leia, for 77 points of, of droids. And then it was like Luke and, and Nora just popping things. It, it seemed <laughs> well. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but he played really well. Um- I mean, he hasn't even been playing long, has he? No, um, he came down to Element. I mean, you say he hasn't been playing long. He came down to Element before lockdown, so yeah, but... a year. <laughs> um, but, it's it's um... not proper playing for a year, though, is it? No, you don't, so, like, you don't he, get as many games. So him and him and his housemate came down 
towards the end of lockdown or his excise mate who just moved out or something and they'd played a load of games against each other in kitchen tables and they decided that they wanted to come and play against other people so they came down to one of our tuesday night tournaments and in round one he like threw down like oh what was it um braylon it was like braylon tenum you know it was like a four ship rebel beefy b-wing list anyway look wedge something like that and um he 200 nilled Bob. <laughs> well, I do and, remember now. <laughs> yeah. And Bob was like, oh, you know, being all very, you know, magnanimous on one hand while being really salty on the other. And um, <laughs> yeah. And then he went and played Transformers collectible card game. And we've not seen him play an X Wing since. So I, so I've had one game with him since. I know. I know. But the truth isn't as funny as the fiction, you know. I mean, I like to think that he played one game with me and still decided it wasn't worth playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, that was um, that was when Bob was kind of like, "Oh, it's just about the dice now, isn't it? It's just about the dice." And it was like, "Yeah." Also, Chris is a really good player, and I think I've played against him three times. I've beaten him once and lost twice, and I've been playing about four years now. So he's um, he's got he's got a lot of natural ability of positioning those ships well to maximize yeah. shots on target and all that kind of stuff so he's a very solid player it's always good to see new people coming in as well exactly it's amazing we've had quite a few new people to be fair haven't we mm. yeah um, for a bit. obviously there are quite a lot of them and have not transferred over to online play so i'm yeah. hoping that once we pick up again in real life that's come back down which would be nice so, we've also stolen half the tonton squadron though they don't really know it yet you mean the, the Irish branch of the Sith Takers? Yeah, the, the Northern Irish branch of the Sith Takers. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. They seem to be trying to appropriate everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Connor, Connor's fairly open with his invites to their voice server, like, isn't he? He's just yeah. like, come on in. <laughs> There's people talking. And then he swears at you a bit. And yeah, they hang around because you can cope with it or you, you leave again. So it's good. I've not it's seen true. anybody leave yet, to be fair. No, I think they just quietly slope back out again. I think that's all. <laughs> just never comment on anything. <laughs> it is actually, it's worth giving those boys a shout out because it's a great wee community, the Tonton Squadron. They're from around around Belfast um, in Northern Ireland. And um, they've got a Discord server, which is an incredibly friendly and easy place to find games because there's people typically hanging about in voice chat, just chatting about X-Wing, um, as well as kind of the normal channels and list guidance and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's just a bunch of people on there who are, you know, decent X-Wing players just sharing knowledge. And, you know, as I say, you pop on there pretty much any time of the day and there's somebody willing to play a game of X-Wing against you. Um, although it might, might be against five Inquisitors with foresight. Or it might be against Pond, which is just as bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For different reasons. <laughs> right, I think we've done that to death, haven't we? Since, since we are talking about punch, shall we talk about the event now? Yeah. So, yeah. course, tell us all about it. Yeah, so uh, the Firestorm Firecast are going to be running our first online event. Um, it is a all-day event with the cut taking place the next day. Uh, on the 24th and 25th of April. Uh, we're calling it the Firecast Cup. It'll be uh, extended using the normal advanced tournament structure. So the uh, cut size will be dependent on 
the number of players we have. Um, and we're just trying to make it just just a really fun event for the community and trying to get a lot of the community involved. So um, we're going to be getting different content providers to come on and help commentate over the two days. Um, and we've also tried to get as many UK uh content makers uh involved whether they're able to help with prize support or any other way um just trying to make it a really community friendly event so um we've got some really really cool prize support uh in the works and some that we've already agreed uh we've got uh jason at enigma wargaming um paint custom paintings yeah he's custom (laughs) painting some really really nice ships for us so we've got um We've got them as faction prize support. So the top end place in Swiss for each faction will get a custom painted ship by uh, Enigma Wargaming um, as a faction prize. And also the winner of the event will get uh, a small base custom commission with Enigma Wargaming paid for by the Firecast as part of their prize support. So they can get in contact with Jason after the event and organize what it is exactly they want. Um, got a trophy in the works. Uh, we've got oh, some te- we've got some templates coming from Cogo Two. We've got some charge tokens from Cogo Two and some range rulers from Cogo Two. Uh, we've also got um, some alt art cards currently being designed by our very own Nick, and uh, that's going to be some participation prizes for everyone. So no one leaves empty-handed. And depending on numbers. We may even add some more prizes. So the, the the whole goal of it is just to cover our costs. So if we end up with loads of people sign up and we end up with a bit of extra cash, we're going to put it back into the event and get some additional prize support organized for everyone. That's awesome. I mean, I am actually hoping to do this one. This will be my first day one. I've just got to work out some kinks. Hopefully, <laughs> same here. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have insufficient wife points right now to apply for <laughs> this pass, um, but I'm working. I'm working on them uh, at the minute, so I can see if I can get. We've got got a bit of time. When is the event? Did you say? Is it April? April yeah, so 25th, twenty fourth and twenty fifth of April. So that that weekend uh, gives gives everyone plenty of time. We've made sure it's not clashing with any gold squadron event or anything like that so um hopefully it should be great uh talking to the tontons uh daryl is going to help us judge the event as well he's going to come and help us with some of the judging um he's good he's good at the stuff like that yeah uh pond is trying to organize uh, an an additional judge i think at the moment to come and help us out um and nick's going to be concentrating on streaming for for the two days as well so we'll have it streamed and available uh, for people to watch if they can't take part but um, yeah, we're hoping to get as many people involved as, as possible. Um, we've got uh, a good number already starting to sign up, um, including uh, our current world champion, Ollie Bocknell, who's already signed up for the event. So it I should be. I was going to say, I've just found it on t- uh, Tabletop TO and just running my eye down the list of people who've signed up already. It's, um, yeah, it's not, it, it's not going to be uh, an easy top end of that, of that ladder once the. Once we get to the sharp end, like the the fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth games in the tournament, there's um there's a lot of good players on there already. So, oh, I've got my excuse ready because Dom said that we could come and commentate on the second day. So I definitely don't want to make it. You see, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not, yeah, not going to make cut because no on purpose. Yeah, 
Excellent. Yeah. Well, as I said, love to have you guys with us as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we've already got some really good uh, players signed up. Um, p- people that you would recognise and you'll have seen on stream as well. So uh, hopefully, yeah, it'll be really good. And we're trying to get as many locals to sign up as well. We've got a couple of our locals already signed up to it. And um, yeah, we're, ju- we're just hoping it to be a really good community thing. So for the community, by the community, and try and get as many content providers and stuff involved as well. So this has got the current UK Nationals X-Wing champion signed up, Bartosz, yeah. because there hasn't been a National since he won at UK Games Expo two years ago, or whenever it was. Yeah, which we got, streamed. Yep, which he did. It's got the current world champion signed up. Yep. So does that mean we could call this UK Nationals? Um, I mean, we ourselves won't, but if you'd like to coin it that, we, we won't take offence. <laughs> UK <laughs> Nationals bracket Firestorm Cup. I think yeah. you're being a bit silly, Rich. It's it's UK Worlds. UK Worlds. <laughs> UK World Championship. Look, we've yeah. we've run it technically for the past how many years is it now since we've not been able to have one? <laughs> this yeah. making a three-time world champion now. <laughs> No, he's, yeah. he's got to he's got to win it three times to be the three time world champion. Oh, whatever. Raining, raining for three years, yeah. <laughs> You're just being awkward now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, like having looked through the, the prize support as you've posted like pictures and stuff up of it around the place, and um, you know I hold no um, illusion that I'd ever be in for a shout with a trophy, but anything with a trophy in it is worth. You know, like it's better than being all the way to top table and you walk away with a, a credit card sized bit of plastic that, you know, in fairness is worth like 40 quid or something on eBay, but it's still, you know, I've won this. But it's like actually yeah. walking away with a trophy in your hand makes it feel like you've, yeah, you know, we, we, done we always said, we always said when we were running an event that if we were going to do our own event, we wanted a trophy. It, it just, it just feels nice to have that as a, a commemoration for just have to hope that uh, somebody in australia doesn't win it <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not going to be light so uh postage will cost um. <laughs> a nice thing with a trophy is that even after you stop playing it's something you can always sort of look up on and think oh i, I won that yeah. <laughs> you know like wh- whereas a bit of card you're just like oh that goes in a drawer now <laughs> it's in a box yes i'll find it at some point when i move house I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to play that game. That's nice. Awesome. I remember when I used to have to talk to Rich every day. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> nice. Lovely. I managed to sneak a little insult in there. I didn't um, so much sneak it as I thought you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually I am actually really looking forward to this one. Um, even before the prize support, when Dom messaged me and like said something about it. I thought, oh, I might. I think I can work something out and have a go at this one. So it'd be nice. It'd be nice because it'll be a lot of the UK community back, you know, together. Because there's people who we're used to talking to who maybe you don't talk to as much because the events aren't on. Oh, for sure. There's, there's so many people that you would see, or certainly I used to see every couple of weekends or something, yeah. um, and haven't seen them or spoken to them in almost a year now. It's like um, I saw uh, Lewis popped up on my Facebook the other day, and I was like, "This is weird." I used to see him like usually about once or twice a month for events we're at. Mm-hmm. It's like just a full year now because he doesn't play online at all. Yeah, I don't think Jess does either. No, they don't. They've 
they're they're out at the moment. I mean, they've obviously got each other to play against, but that's not gonna that's not gonna last forever, is it? Do you want to play it mean, again? No. I mean, they want to stay together. They don't want to split up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the end's in sight, though. I think. I think it's looking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. All, so. all signs are positive for the Sith Taker open in August as well. Um, I can't to, wait for that to go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping to come up this time to to, to come. I'm going to continue to nag column to continue to nag element to see if we can increase the capacity because <laughs> we've got a, a waiting list of about ten at the minute with sell out. But if we can increase capacity just a little bit, then what you I'm mean is sure I'd, I'd really like my ticket. <laughs> I'd, I I would really like a ticket. I, I've said before. I'll say again. I will be coming. Whether I, I get a ticket or not, I'll be coming along in some capacity, whether it's to make dodgy judge calls and arc checks <laughs> or just to um, commentate on the stream. And I know um, I was chatting to Ollie the other day and he was he said he's going to come up for it. He hasn't got a ticket either. He said he's going to come up for it. And if he gets to play, cool. If he doesn't, he'll sit and commentate on stream all day. And he's perfectly happy to sit and watch people play X-Wing and, and pass judgment on them and then have a bit of banter <laughs> afterwards. So, you know. I'm actually going to book the the Friday and the Monday off work as well, just because <laughs> because Connor, Connor's coming and I know I'm going to get at some point. Yeah, ruined. Uh, I'll need. To, I mean, me and Connor have got very drunk just sitting on <laughs> the computer chatting to each other. So in real I, person, it might be messy. I'm a little bit tempted. I have to admit, I am a little bit tempted to book a, uh, a hotel room on this on the Saturday. I don't blame it. It's only across the road. I know. But I only live like twenty five minutes drive away. That's yeah, the thing, but so. you can't drive when you've had your two stubbies and you're drunk. I know. But what <laughs> I could what I could do is I could just put forty quid aside and get a taxi home. Uh, <laughs> get somebody <laughs> to give me a lift the next day. Someone might steal your ships. <laughs> yeah, who would do that then? I wouldn't. I've got too many of my own. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was actually going to say talking about ships. Um, when you said that the um the Firecasters got the uh, Jason doing some prize support, the last Sith Taker open, he did um he did a ship for the the top finisher in a faction, and I finished top of Resistance by five points against Sean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I've got a a Poe Black One painted up. Um, oh, very beautiful by him, and it. It's just like I've got two of the stock paint jobs next to it, and the difference is just night and day. They're just amazing. Like so, even if he takes a standard paint job and just jazzes it up a bit, but doesn't significantly change it, it just makes the whole ship just pop so much better on the on the table. So, you I mean it's going to be a race for who can find what faction is going to be played the least and do the best <laughs> with it. <laughs> this is this is it. I think I've taken part in so many of the big events recently, which have had faction support over the last couple of years and you just the diversity of lists you see is 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 really cool really nice to see so we wanted to try and encourage that a bit yeah and it does drive it like it, i think it was one of the best things they did in the um in the organized play um towards the end of the before the dark times before the virus <laughs> um was that they brought in those damage decks and card stock and you know just all the different things it, it was like it was like genius level um, price support because it just it drives involvement like you don't want to drop if you're like i'm one of 16 like at nationals i was one of 12 resistance players so even though i knew i couldn't make a cut at one point it got to the point where we went and looked at all the standings and where people were and thought actually we're all in with a shout to win one of those damage decks for top four in faction 
So yeah. now I really want to play my sixth game and see if I can go four and two and have a good MOV so that I've got a chance of beating out the guy over there who's flying, you know, resistance fives and the person over there with five A-wings and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just keeps the, the event interesting. So I do hope that um, AMG keep the same standard of prize support because although we knock FFG in the past, the prize support has been excellent. Yeah, like all the yeah. different things they've done, and you know, you can't say everything. It's not the same thing every time. I know there's tokens, but there's there's been all sorts of things, and there, you know, focus tokens. Uh, what else have we had? Just damage, damage decks, and <laughs> we were all bored of that. We were bored of the acrylic, and everyone was thinking, "Well, what can they do next?" And they came out with punch board and dial covers. Oh, the punch boards are awesome. I forgot about them. Yeah. The ones punch I got boards. from Will are awesome. So you get the you get the cards. With the matching art on the punch board and on the mm -hmm. dial cover for the ship or the pilot that you fly in, so and the target lock has a picture of the pilot on. Yeah, yeah, but you'll never use that because you'll always use some acrylic ones. I don't use my punch board ones because I'm scared of breaking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've still got all the punch board from like the Plo from Worlds and yeah. Kylo from the Store Champs and stuff. They're all just sat there looking nice <laughs> in the case, They've never been used. It's like... Don't want to damage them. I only got a chance to enter one store champs. <laughs> Stop rubbing it in that you got to win one. Sorry. Although I, I've got the damage deck because someone sold it me for a tenner. I know that's I did, totally worth it. I did only get to take part in one though. It was the same. It's just <laughs> tumble brag. Just tumble brag. Yeah. Hundred percent win rate. Yeah, it was, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> not like not like Pocknell who went to twelve but only won four of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're ragging on Ollie a bit today, aren't we? You maybe stop. <laughs> you are. What you were saying about him before was awful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no one will know if I'm lying or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They know well, I'm lying. It's who I am. No, no, nothing worse than what I've told Ollie to his face anyway. It's all good. Just, just hearing your voice is probably bad enough. That's true. That's true. Should we talk about these articles then? Oh. Yes. Come on. Sorry, I was having a swig of my drink. Just, just before we get on, um, Dom, what do you think about Vader in the Defender? I knew you were going to bring this up as well. I mean, I told it, you. I are, you are you bringing up more to annoy Rich or more that you want to discuss Darth Vader in a high defender? Um, both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can annoy Rich anymore. I think Rich is even maybe considering just buying one himself. No, no. Oh, well, well, the ones that Jason had done for Enigma Wargaming do look incredible. The, the oh, items yeah. for Vader and a Tide Defender as well. Now, I, I really like the look of Vader and a Tide Defender, but I think he may be another one of these ships that is going to be really difficult to price correctly. Um, I think his offensive power is going to be really, really strong. Um, having like that, that ray effect where he can spend a force to change a blank result to a hit on his attacks. Um, it's, it's going to be really good. And we know that tie defenders are difficult to deal with anyway. Uh, it's good that they've limited the fact that he can't spend force on defense because I think that would push it over the top. Um, but I think we just need to see what upgrade slots and stuff come out with because if he if he does have access to the sensor slots and advanced sensors, I think he's going to be one of those 
just point fortress ships that are going to be a nightmare for certain lists to deal with. So do you think above 100 or below 100? I think he'll be above 100. Yeah, I think think so too. I definitely think he'll be above 100 to start with. I think that they'll be slightly cautious on that. And then if he sees no play, we might see him come down and then he might be a bit oppressive to certain lists. Um, I want that not to be true because I think Vader in a tie defender is really cool. Um, I think it's... As an Imperial fanboy, I can't wait. I hope that you can put together some sort of little AC list. Oh. Not too much. Maybe like you have to spend all your points. But well, I was, I was, I was looking at it. if you can fit Darth Vader, Cinder Fell, and <laughs> the, the the new Sienna Re in the Tie Interceptor, three I sixes. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. disgusting. It's disgusting. Since um, we're on the subject of Don being a bit of a, an Imperial fanboy, shall we start with the uh, Imperial pack then? Oh, seamless. That was a seamless marriage there, Ben. <laughs> Look at that. It's like it's like, planned a, it. it's like I've done this before. <laughs> that... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Do you want to just um, sort of scan through the cards and talk about oh. them as we go through? Because there's only 10 cards. And if they're they, rubbish, they still haven't officially spoiled Vader. I think. Um, Can't you think see it in the? Um... You can see it in the spread, but he's not linked. There's no picture of his card or anything like that on the thing. So it's still a you know, can you squint well enough? Have you got a high enough resolution monitor to see it? But can you squint enough pic- through your? Uh, what's it called? <laughs> through, your, through your NDA, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so there's. Um, they've done. Um, yeah, they've not um, spoiled Vader officially, but obviously we all now know that he exists. Um, so they've spoiled a handful of uh, new pilots. So Command Commandant Goran, the Skystrike Superintendent, after a friendly ship at range 0-3, with a lower initiative than yours, partially executes a manoeuvre, it may perform a red focus action. So he's I-4, so any I-1, 2, and 3 Imperial ship... So you can do self-bumping to get uh, focuses. Um, so if it's like, oh, no, everything's going to bump into that low initiative people in front, let's just start bumping everybody and get red focuses anyway. Do you not feel That's like good. you're sort of planning to bump? Like if, Oh, if absolutely. They're, if they're lower initiatives, you can kind of – I feel like there's no need for you to be bumping. Well, it's like Suntir's ability, isn't it? Except for he doesn't have to take a stress. Like, if he bumps you and he's got something in his bullseye, he still gets a focus. And on this, it's like, I've bumped somebody. Cool, now I can take a red focus. If Sunset bumps, it means your opponent's probably put a ship in a good position. If your initiative one bumps, it means you've probably chosen a bad choice. Yeah, but it's like lower initiative. (laughs) So it's one to three. So you can fly him with a... You can fly him with a big crap. I think it'll be used to self-bump my ships into my own ships for board position and still be modded. So if, rather if you think Sorry, to, I was just gonna say if you think talking about like the tie barons or prockets. So you, you come up against I one I one blockers or something that can suddenly get in the way of your tie barons and block you up. You're still gonna be able to take your focus tokens and still be able to fire prockets if you get the shots lined up. Yeah. It's I, I think it's got limited use, but certainly um Depending on 
points as always. If if he's at a nice point bracket that can slot into a, a more generic list, I think he I certainly think he'll see play. I mean, it's range not to three, so it can be sitting at the back. He can be taking an evade token to live, and he's basically just a, a he, well, not just a support ship. He's a support ship, um, but he's not one with a weird downside other than your ship isn't going to be able to K turn next turn if you take this action. But if you've got a bumped actionless ship, it's not going to be K turn and next turn anyway, is it? Because it's going to be dead. <laughs> so you know, no, if you just roll well. Yeah, it's true. Three greens live forever. Why not? Um, so we've also got a it's a new um, uh, faction talent, which is quite nice. Disciplined. So after a friendly ship at range not three is destroyed, if that ship is limited at all, has a disciplined upgrade, you may perform a target lock or a barrel roll action. Yep. Anyone better like than, it? Better than the rebel version. I like um, it. It's target locks, so like a friendly ship gets destroyed. There's no, um, so you don't have to have a target lock um, on your action bar. You can just it's permissive. Um, so if you throw this on every ship, when in a tie swarm, for example, uh, one of your ties gets destroyed, everybody gets target locks. So if you think about a hull swarm, they finally destroy hull runner and take away your rerolls. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing there. Uh, <laughs> or a barrel roll, so you can. Um, get a ship that's been bumped or something out of dodge, or you can generate a shot for somebody that doesn't have a shot um, after um, the danger's passing and barrel roll off the thing they were bumped into, um, take a shot. It's, um, yeah, it's it's good. If you think about it on something like a tie interceptor, so when your ships get destroyed, you can take a target lock and still link it into a barrel roll or something if you've got, um, yeah, if you're you not already stressed and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, and, and it's much better than the Rebel version, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, <laughs> Do you want to take the next one, Dom? Uh, which one's the next Have one? Have you not got it all? Sorry, I forgot you said you'd take some screenshots of the ones you liked. Um, <laughs> I told you it wouldn't work out right. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, always the wrong title. So Nash, <laughs> Nash Windrider is the next one. I2 Interceptor. Uh, during an engagement phase after a... The what? <laughs> the last airbender. <laughs> Nash Windrider, yeah. Um, it's an Alderanian, Alderanian zealot, apparently. So there you go. Uh, so during the engagement phase, after a friendly small ship at range 0-3 is destroyed, if that ship has not engaged this phase, you can spend a charge. If you do, it engages at the current initiative. He's got one recurring charge. So he stops people from being initiative killed. One ship from being initiative killed in a turn. Does it yeah, work it, uh, not to three yet. Yeah, it's so. it's it's okay. I think I don't think it's again. I don't think it's amazing. Um, we've seen the Feltrath. Yeah, we, and we've seen the lat in um, Republic have some play, but and that's that's every ship each turn. Um, I actually thought we'd see more of that. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that that that's that's dropped off the radar. I don't think this is going to be game changing. I, I I think this is one of the pilots that you probably won't see much play. I guess it depends how many. Oh, well, we don't say depends on points, do we? But he's I two, so he's not going to be overly expensive. So if you can slot him into a list as a as a freebie, if you've got a couple of points spare to upgrade from a generic, because um, we have seen lower initiative limited pilots. 
like um oh what's he called in the nantex not in the nantex is it gorgol or something yeah who's yeah, actually yeah. who's cheaper and nom lum is cheaper than the uh the generic contracted scout things like that yeah. so it could be that you know he's just a little bit cheaper and so he might find a space in in squads but you don't often squeeze an interceptor into a squad you plan to have interceptors in your squad um yeah. i mean so... i've been smashed by generic interceptors twice <laughs> once by dumb <laughs> so you know it's maybe it could fit it in that list there that you were flying yeah yeah um, it would be it would be um but yeah I, I certainly i wouldn't be planning to try and fit that pilot into a list it would be no. a one of if i got a few spare points maybe i would upgrade a generic to it but it certainly wouldn't be a planned edition mm-hmm. so then we've got obviously the i6 that everyone was uh very excited about we've got sienna re so after you perform an attack if a defender was destroyed gain a stress token and then after a friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed remove a stress token um isn't she married to thane or something yeah thane Kyrell. Yeah. So uh, the article goes into a little bit about why they've taken this sort of pilot ability, and it's because she's always worried that whatever ship she's blown up is Thane, hence why she gets a bit stressed about killing things. Um, so here, yeah. here it goes. On the other hand, the brilliant Sienna Ree is a pilot tormented by the knowledge that her friend and lover Thane Kyrell has joined the rebellion. Each time she pulls the trigger, he might be the one she is shooting down. Though she is racked by this knowledge, she is bound by her feelings of duty to the Empire. Have you seen the um, the mem picture where it's like, oh, have I killed him? And then he's like, lol, I missed. Suck a crit. I think she's going to be cheap as an i6 because a lot of people think Suntir is quite cheap as an i6 and her pilot ability is definitely worse than Suntir's. Suntir so, is definitely cheap. <laughs> I could definitely see her being included in a lot of squads. I think her ability is probably fine. I think, I mean, the amount of time Suntir fell has killed a ship in an event I could count on one hand easily. Um, <laughs> so she is you fire her first, maybe strip a shield to follow it up with Vader's shot or something like that as a cheap I6 ace. I think, um, yeah, people won't really pay that much attention to her ability, and I think she'll be. Yeah. I think she'll see a lot of play. I quite like when the higher initiative pilots' abilities aren't so great. You know, like Von Regs. I think Von prime example is his ability is not that great, but he's a six. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a way for them to put sixes in that weren't horrendously costed because they had the I six tax and it wasn't the I six tax, was it? It was the I six with an awesome pilot ability tax. So, you know, Wedge, Vader, people like that, they had to throw the prices up because mm-hmm. if they make them too cheap, they're just everywhere and they're oppressive. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I think you'll see a lot of play. She she is definitely one of the pilots I'm excited about having. I think if yeah. I can fit, you, you have her, Suntir, and uh, Vader in a list at three yeah. I6s. I think it's going to be um, definitely going to be a thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So the next one is Volt Scaris, who's an I5. Um, you can gain a strain token to recover a charge. Before you engage, you can spend a charge to perform an action. So he's got Same. a charge token with the downward pointing arrow. So at the end, the beginning of every turn or the end of every turn, he loses one charge. Um, 
but the same as his uh, defender ability. Yeah, so he can delay an action. I think this is worse on an interceptor than it is on a defender. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose they can barrel roll into a boost with auto thrusters um, and stuff like that after the engagement phase. So it's good for hunting aces. I suppose is about the only thing you can say about it. But yeah, I'm I'm unconvinced so, by it. So you could actually. I know, because then you'd be stressed. That'd be ridiculous. Ignore me. Move along. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, get, if he I, sees play, it will be more because he's I five than people are excited about his pilot ability. Yeah. And and you can't afford Sienna Ree. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, someone pointed out that you could coordinate the action, get the strain, perform a blue maneuver, and then you know do whatever action you want there, and you can still do another action later down. Hmm. Yeah, which is quite nice. Put even more points into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lean into <laughs> it. Have, have fast um, jank. I mean, if you're going to go to jank, you've got to go full jank. <laughs> you've got to go full jank. Ask Jason. Jason is the jank master. Jank master general. Since Dan, <laughs> since Dan Sellen retired as jank master general. Oh, he was the best. New one. Um, we've seen sensitive controls, so I'm just going to skip. Over. Yeah, because um, we've already spoken about it. The rest, I think, are. Epic, except uh, we've got Gideon Ass in the TIE Interceptor, and he's got the same um, ability as the TIE Fighter. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. I agree. Roll an additional attack dice, so that's a four to five dice. Yeah. Interceptor. It'll fit nicely in Julian's list. Yeah. 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 I think. I think. I think this will be a ship you'll see a lot of imperialists. Just try and slot in at the end. It'll be really good in in like a four or five ship imperialist. Oh man, you put him on one flank. You put um, what's he called in the in the um, oh, the guy who rolls extra dice if he's not damaged in the the Duchess ship, whatever it's called. Um, oh, Sabak, that's him. Yeah, put him on one flank and this Gideon Hask on the other flank, and it'd be like, what way are you going to point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you, you want to kill? Um, because the other one's going to come in and use their ability on you after that engagement. Ugh. I think the correct answer is always kill Pure Sabak, though. Probably. But who knows? Seems to always be the correct answer. Don't don't let Pure Sabak run around rolling five dice into you constantly. That hurts. Cool. What do you, what do you um, think of the pack? Um, Dom, are you going to buy it? Yeah. De- definitely. I mean, how, how many are you going to buy? Possibly two. Oh. Although I already have six tie interceptors, so do I need another four tie interceptors? Is is a question on my mind. But um, epic is like a thing. You epic. can do what I'm going to do and just knock out how many I've got. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really like it, and I think um, I actually think the disciplined talent is going to be really, really good for the faction, and I think. Um, I think Gideon in the I4 Interceptor is, is definitely going to be one of the better additions. So if you buy two, are you going to sell me a Vader in the Defender card just to let me play it? No, no, just to make you sad. <laughs> if, if I get two, Rich, I can just give you one. We'll sort no, of everyone right. will have one except Rich, and he'll have to play <laughs> Vader after Honestly, I said, I said to somebody about four months ago, I said, if they put Vader in a Defender, I'm, I'm just out. Like I just I just can't be bothered with it. Like genuinely, it uh, it doesn't upset me, but I'm just like it's stupid. Now they've <laughs> they've, mit- they've mitigated that somewhat because you know the the rumor that it's going to be missing the sensor slot 
fine. It's over 100 points, fine. He can't spend his force on defence, okay, fine. Um, yeah, he's okay, still, still an I6 defender. He's still an I6 defender. He's no oh, more... He's he's, he's no be... more soft than any other defender when you bump it. He's still got three dice. Maybe four if he's put a stealth device on there or whatever. You never know. Um, so, you know, because if you're going to points fortress, you're 100 and something point vary, you might as well make him 150 points and just never give those points up. <laughs> you know, all I've got to do is put an academy tie pilot on and have run a 30 point bid. And then, and then, don't want to hear Rich moan anymore. Shut up, kill 28 <laughs> right. points worth. I'm moving on to the next pack. Oh, we're going right. on to the rebel pack because I'm quiet now. I'm, I'm filling this as the middle bit because I personally feel this is the weaker of the three packs. The, the rebel one, yeah, possibly. I mean, there's, there's some exciting A wing pilots, but rebel A wings aren't that exciting by themselves. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like how the rebel works. I like the chunky boy. That's why I like the old Thai silencer. It makes me... <laughs> But I can't... I just, I'm not as excited as I am about the other packs as this one. Um, mainly because I don't think... I don't play a lot of rebels. Rich is probably excited. Rich plays the good guys, don't you? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I like... Um... I'm quite excited by the A-Wings, actually. Um, I've not played Rebels for quite a long time because I've been mainlining Resistance for the last few months, and before that I was on a Republic binge, so I was playing Lats and Arcs and keeping trying to make Naboo N1s work and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I always do. Um, How many so of them do you own again, Rich? Uh, a, a number that is greater than two. Um <laughs> Which is the the sensible number of N ones to own is two, and I think I own five. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah. I do own two because I bought one of the special. Yeah, I've got. I've flown him, Rick, once or twice. That's it. So I've got the special edition one, and then I've got I think four other ones. <laughs> and really, what you need is you need two because there are a plenty of good lists where you put Ricolet and. Anakin Skywalker in the Boo M1s on the table together with some other ships. And even if you don't win games, you have a huge amount of fun whizzing them about the board. <laughs> you do. Repositioning. But Marcel Manzano flew a list with those two ships with advanced sensors on Rick plus Obi-Wan Kenobi in an Ether Sprite. And he did really well with it. Doesn't mean it's a good list because he's obviously some kind of freak of human nature that just can make absolute jank work. But um, yeah, they're 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 strong pieces, and I think they're in a nearly they're in a nearly spot. Something like giving them a mo- modification might suddenly open up some stuff for them. But You're desperate for them to work, reaching, right? I'm reaching. I'm so, starting on the A wings. Go on, on the these A wings. I'm, the first... I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me just tell you that about and these. The first one is Hera, which I actually am excited about. This seems fun in the A wing. Um, same ability as the B wing. You can lob a token away but um that seems like a better place for it than the b-wing yeah so what's exciting about this is that it has been confirmed by judges that how this is going to be ruled is that it is permissive so that basically at any point that a friendly ship that is in range one to two of her wants to use whatever token she has 
she can pass that token to them. So it's not before they declare the attack or before they modify dice or before they roll dice or anything like that. It's literally just, I'm going to shoot that ship, I'm going to roll my two dice, and I'm going to see what my results are. And at that point, Hera can pass me a lock or pass me a focus um, or whatever, um, or, you know, take an evade or whatever. So, yeah, she's, she, she might... She can. It's written on a card. Yeah, but it would be the lock on her. Not her well, lock. Her, her lock. Are you sure? Yeah. She has a lock on a ship. She can transfer her lock to the other friendly ship. So she loses okay. her lock and the other friendly ship gains a lock. It's the same as why Hollow can transfer yeah. locks. It's, it's, it's basically um, a, a simplified way of typing the ability would be whenever a friendly ship defends or performs an attack, you may spend any token Hera has as if it was your own. Mm. Oh, you should get a job working for FF, uh, AMG. <laughs> Quick, send them your CV. I've played a lot. <laughs> Do you have any experience as a games designer? Nah! No. <laughs> played an awful lot of X-Wing. <laughs> you know all the things that play, testers, uh, play designers can do wrong. <laughs> Brackets, not an idiot. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a really it's. I mean, so so okay. Important things about this is she's an I six, yeah. Um, so she's got a huge amount of um, range potential. Um, she's going to be reasonably expensive, but not overly. Yeah. Um, and her ability is good because it's range one to two, but not absurd because it's not range three, which would make it daft. Um, she also can't do it to somebody that's bumped into her, which is fine, I guess. I mean, it's, it's quite unlikely, isn't it, that yeah. she'd be... Um, yeah, but it's neat. And what it also means is that things like Rebel A-Wings like Jake, so Jake can fly alongside Hera and just feed her an extra token every turn. Like, literally, just boost up along next to her, give her a focus, then she does her own evade, focus, lock, whatever. <laughs> um, get another token, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, she's going to be a bit of a um, bit of a handful, I think, and maybe it's a bit of a um, an enabler of other lists. This is probably the the ship um, that I'm most excited for in the whole. Which one? Go on. The, this this A wing. Hera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were moving on to the next one. No, no, because the next card's just Hera in a B wing anyway. Yeah, so um, I, meant, which, I, meant, which, I meant the next one. The, which the next, I'm, to next one. I'm totally not interested in. Because <laughs> yeah. the card after that in the article is Fen Rao, but it doesn't I'm going to say attack. it's Fen Rao. Ooh. Really yeah, upset. Fen Rao and Re yeah. Rebels. <laughs> Rebels get Fen Rao and a Fang Fighter. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that we don't see more of the um, Fen in the Sheetha Bead. Because I'm sure I watched a game or played against it. I can't remember. He, he was working really well. Um, I, I I told you about it last week because I was playing Nick Burke and he was, was using him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the reason why you don't see him one is cost because he's he's still suffering from the hangover of being good at the end of version one. Um, <laughs> so he can do a a coordinated i six, which makes him really good. Um, but also you don't see him because his ability only works on uh, tokens that you spend, so calculates, focuses, and locks, it, and evades. It, uh, not evades, because it's attack. Um, but 
yeah, any token that you spend actually, because you can sometimes spend evades on attack with droids mm. and stuff. Um, but it doesn't work on things like force, natural rerolls, things like predator. Um, so anything that's like a native modification that a ship has got. And version two, people have again um, crystallized their lists around things that have got native rerolls, native mods, native dice turns from this to that or whatever. Um, you knew mods were good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's still a really good piece he's really strong and in a certain meta where you're saying actually I'm just going to shut you down so you can't spend your mods um, you end up with you know people shooting prockets but uh, I'm just going to not let you spend your focus token so there I you go to not uh, modded attack or whatever similar reason we don't see Paylob as much yeah it's just not as strong with the um, with the Jedi um, anyway, do you want to take this one, Rich? Yeah, so Wedge Antilles um, in an A-wing. So he appears about halfway through the Rebels series um, as a as a, a rebel who wants to leave the Sky Strike Academy. So it's all theme. Um, these boxes are all themed to that kind of Rebels era. Um, so he's got effectively the same ability in the A-wing as in the X-wing. It's primary only though, and it is front dark, and they they roll one fewer defense die. So. Yes, you're only rolling two red dice, but anybody you're shooting at is rolling one less green. And assuming he has a um, a talent, if not two talent slots, you stick um, outmaneuver on him, maybe predator, and he oh, will just be shot. an absolute terror. <laughs> an absolute terror. You wouldn't need crack shot. Just keep oh, doing just two. Overkill. Overkill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, if he's got one talent, I think you just staple out maneuver to him if you can afford the six points. Um, and yeah, he's just an absolute terror, reducing agility by two. Um, you know, just sit out on a flank somewhere and take range, range three, range two, range three pot shots at aces or things, and just consistently throw damage at them. Just seems really dirty. Is that that I four bracket that you see people like General Grievous and stuff at as, as well? Which yeah. Can can get into those positions and flank and get those at maneuver shots. Yeah, and you're forcing people to turn and deal with you, like Grievous does. You have to turn and deal with Grievous, um, or he opens you up, and you know you build your list. I was talking about Liam before. You build your list so that it um, it can punish the other person when they when they don't uh, or when they do turn in. Um, so like Wedge being in an A wing here is going to be able to whiz away. Much like Jake used to be able to in hand Jake when they actually finally turned around and shot at him. Um he <laughs> took one round of fire and then he was gone. Um while Han was doing them from behind. <laughs> for want for want of a better phrase. <laughs> but um but yeah, I like to I, think that was played for, but I think it was a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what she said. <laughs> I've actually got a little tear in my eye, that really <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna see quite a lot of wedge. I think we're gonna see quite a lot of Hera as well. I think both of them are gonna be um fairly common and I think we're gonna continue to see Jake because he's on tables yeah. in a lot of rebel builds at the minute and I don't see any reason why they're gonna put somebody in uh or put why you're going to put somebody else in a list when Jake at 35 points and it's free action economy for your squad just by existing. Um, he's <laughs> handing out free stuff. So um, the next card is um, Hobby Clivian. It used to be in an X-Wing that you had to spend 95 quid on a Rebel Transport to get. Um, but, now, but now he's come back in an A-Wing 
Um, <laughs> so he's called Derek Clivian. Um, and he's got the same ability, or functionally the same. After you acquire or spend a lock, you can remove a red token from yourself. So I don't uh, even remember him. It shows how much of a Rebels fanboy you are. You remember uh, him. I looked him up. I looked him oh, up. But yeah, me. After, after I read it, I recognized the name. <laughs> so after I, after I read it, I looked him up on Yasby, on old Yasby. Yeah, it did, it, it did not see a lot of play. Ever. <laughs> he never saw play. He was like the worst defender ever, basically. Because um, the idea was that you would spend a lock after you did a K turn so that the next turn you weren't stressed. It was like, mm, okay. Um, but you have to have the lock from before and have not spent it for it to work. Uh, but it works on uh, Ion, it works on stress, it works on strain, it works on deplete as well. So I also um, don't think this will see a lot of play. No, I don't think so. Probably I don't not. think so. Um, but I mean, you know, he's an I3 with a blank ability. So again, if you're fitting him into a, a multi-ship list, if he's cheap and that's the initiative you're playing for, um, you might get it. Um, Shara Bay's in an a in a in an A wing now, so that's her back in two ships. Um, <laughs> so she's in the arc. She's got the same ability. You can spend a lock to add a focus result on a primary attack. So still good. Yeah, she spends Hera's lock and then spends her own focus to do three hits, or yeah. she spends her own lock and then spends Hera's focus to do three hits. So works an really nicely alongside Hera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, adding, that's adding results is good, isn't it? it? Yeah, more, more red dice are always good. Yeah, adding results are good. Venny's good because he adds results. Yeah. Who else there's not a lot, of, is good. There's not a lot of added results, is there, in 2.0? Yeah, it's good. CLT's good. Yeah, CLT's good because it adds a result. Nora's good in defense because she adds a result. Anything that adds a result is, is a good thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and she's I4, so she can fly alongside Wedge. Um, she can, yeah. Oh, it's uh, there's a. I think there's going to be a five ship here. Um, do you want to do you want to take the next one, Ben? Because yeah, exciting. we've got a Ahsoka in the A wing, initiative five, three force. Um, she's got the same ability as she has in the Republic, but you have to spend two force this time. Um, but I mean, it's still it's still awesome, though, isn't it? It's yeah. also not quite the same because she can't do she can't use it on herself anymore. So it's right. Oh yeah, good eye. I didn't spot that. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, did she use it on herself that much anyway? I think I think it was nice to have the option, but you tended to be using it on someone else, didn't you? Nah, nah, she was yeah. focused target locking every yeah. turn. Just target lock, spend your force, it's fine. So yeah, she's 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 going to she's another she's a bit like Hera. Um, she's going to fly around. She is, I reckon, and absolute, I've decided that this is true now, so I'm telling everybody, <laughs> she's going to be 49 points. She's going to be She's going to be 49 points, and here is my reasoning. Obi-Wan Kenobi in an Aether Sprite has exactly, well, not exactly, functionally the same stat line. One less, sh- uh, one less shield, one more hull. Same number of force similar-ish kind of ability of supporting other ships by ha- spending force to pass off um, actions and change them, and he's 49 points. So without CLT on, he's 49 points. Once you add CLT, he's a little bit more expensive because obviously that makes him better. But I think she's going to be 49 points, which is really expensive for an A-Wing, 
but it's an A-Wing with three force, and she can just evade every turn as her action. I think she's going to be hard to kill. Absolutely. I think, I think she'll be good. I think you'll see her in lists with um, pieces like Wedge, because you, you see AP5 being able to coordinate that stressed ship, um, but having functionally an AP5 that's almost impossible to kill at I-5 <laughs> yeah. seems really strong. Because yeah, she'll cause... still have her actions because it's an after you fully execute a maneuver. So she can yeah. just noodle about doing hard ones and tossing an action to somebody in front of her and then take an evade. Um, and she can do it every other turn, basically. She can do it twice in a row and then every other turn after that, as long as she's not forced starved. You can even put patience on her. Because yeah. she's not there to do damage issues. She, she's there to power up your other ships, which is really thematic for her as a character. So... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love we'll this see a lot of that one. Yeah, she's going to be around. She's going to be around. We've talked about Vector's cannons already and how we think they're rubbish. Um, uh, not fully rubbish. We think they're uh, okay. They're, they're all right. And I've seen people talking about different use cases where they might actually add value to a list, but it's very much kind of if you have one or two, then you might put them on it um, because you can do things that mean that you're not stressed. You know, at the end of your engagement or whatever, but I think I it. Know. I don't really like to say this when we're looking. It, this is one of them that will depend on a point cost. If it's like maybe one or two, someone might consider it. Anything more that it's dead on arrival. But it's standardized, which means if you're playing a five ship, a five A wing list, you're not going to take it because you don't want to lose barrel roll into boost for your high initiative A wings. No. You don't want to lose that double reposition. Um, so. <laughs> Um, the next relevant card is the B6 Blade Wing prototype. So there is a standard play variant for it, uh, which is nice. Um, unfortunately, it's a, dread, it's a dreadful card. I, mean, I don't think it's dreadful. It has a gunner. There's, I don't know what gunner there is, but we don't know what's coming. It has a gunner. It just it makes, might... an, it makes an overly priced chip more expensive. It gives your opponent more points. Cool. Why are you going to pile more points into a B-wing in the two hundred? You know, oh, I just, I just don't get that it. That does pair quite well with the next card and the B-wing title. Yeah. So if you put torps on your B-wing, so there's more points. No, no, you can put and the title, seven point. Put the title, the B-wing title, uh-huh. and then sort of cannon. We're, we're piling points on here. I'm not saying this is good. <laughs> <laughs> You're it all together. So, so you've got a seventy-point B-wing. So you can have Hera with the um, the B-wing. Oh no, because you can't put the other. Oh yeah, you can. You can put the title on. Yeah, you can so put weapons. The so listen, it, 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 you think it works in your head, Ben, and then and then you read weapon systems officer and you realise it doesn't because it's after you perform a special attack with the target lock requirement. So it has to be a torp or a missile, and they can't take missiles, so it has to be a torp. You can acquire a lock on the defender. So, ruin my fuck. Just, just gloss over it and carry on. <laughs> it's just, it's okay, so point. It's dreadful. <laughs> so we've got, we've got the card that we alluded to earlier. Hopeful. Um, it's the rebel version of disciplined, and it's uh, when a ship in not to three is destroyed if it's hopeful or uh, limited, um, then you can perform a focus or a boost. That so, arc of layer is awful. Yeah, it's nearly as good as a CGI in the movie. <laughs> um, so 
It's not as good as the Imperial one because it's a focus token, not a persistent token like a target lock. Um, Boost is better than barrel roll, but is it at the point where a ship is destroyed? Does everybody want to do a boost? Does that help you in some way? I guess situationally it might do. Um, A focus might be helpful if you've spent it on defense and then the ship next to you is destroyed. So you get another focus back to use an offense possibly, but I just think the target lock is just a much stronger option just because it's a persistent token. And then we've got a load of random cards are all epic, which I can't be bothered reading. Um, Sabine, Sabine Gunner. You say it, then we've got Sabine Ren in there, Gunner, because we need more Sabine Ren. Yep. <laughs> this one's a proper wordy one as well. Uh, after you perform a special attack, you may choose a number of friendly ships at range 0 to 3 of the defender. Up to the number of damage cards dealt to the defender during that attack, each chosen ship may remove one strain or stress. Okay, wow. so if you shoot an, an enemy and do two damage, you can choose up to two ships, and those ships can remove a strain or stress token. Yes. I mean, it's situational, but okay. I'm I'm really sad that her ability isn't you can wind down the window and lob thermal detonators at people, but, you know. <laughs> it, it would have been interesting, like, add a thermal detonator out your side arc or something like that. Well, in version one, she could add... She added a bomb slot, didn't she? Yeah, yeah and then the bomb did an automatic extra damage, didn't it? Yeah. Because you always had her on uh, Miranda. It was nonsense. We don't yeah. speak of 1.0, it's disgusting. Oh, you, mean... uh, you put her on the B-wing. <laughs> <laughs> Just to wind me up. <laughs> How many points is she going to be? Right, okay. For the story <laughs> to maybe remove some strain at some point. <laughs> and the next card's another uh, command Epic. Yeah, we don't so... talk about Epic. What do you think about that box in general, Dom? I, I I'm not a rebel player, but I think I think there's some really interesting A-wing pilots. I think uh, you're definitely going to see see them. You're definitely going to see play. I think I think you're more likely to see the A-wings than the B-wings. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka in an A-wing is probably the first thing that's tempted me to pick up rebels in 2.0. Have you not got them? No, I don't. I don't own Rebels in 2.0. I've got a load of ships still from 1.0, but I haven't <laughs> bought the conversion kits or anything. But, um, I mean, the, right now, there's not much point to do it, but yeah, this this would this would tempt. Yeah, Soaker in the A-wing de- is definitely tempting, and I think I, I just quite like the, the the theme of it as the the Rebels Phoenix Squadron. <laughs> I've already bought one of everything because I have to have one of everything. So I'm a Sad nerd. <laughs> I imagine Rich has bought the uh, A-Wing box. Of course I have. It is... I only collect three factions, and this is one of them, so, you know. Yeah, out of the yeah. three squadron packs, it's the one I would pick up last. Hmm. Speaking of the yeah. third one, look at this. Another seamless transition. <laughs> right, should we jump onto the scum one? Go on, then. Are you excited at all about this, Rich? Nope. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah. I think. I, I think they've. Um, they've circled the drain on Y wings for quite long enough, and they should just stop giving <laughs> scum players more Y wings. Oh, it's like it's, it's the hawks, though. They're the exciting yeah. part of this pack. So the hawks are 
are decent. The Y wings are like just weird. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, if we just jump straight into it, because uh, we've been talking for quite a while. So, yeah. Um, so, like, there's a bunch of Y wing pilots. Um, there's uh, an in uh, there's an interesting one, the Arla Arliz Hadrasian. While you perform a front attack, if you're damaged, you can change uh, a focus into a crit. So free focus mod, cool. I mean, it's always good um, out of your front attack. Um, while you defend, if you're damaged, you must change one of your focus results to a blank result, which is fine, except for they've already ruled that modifications happen in the order of your choosing. So you get to spend your focus token to turn your focus into an evade before you trigger the result that turns it into a blank. Um, Unless they just so, say it works this way because we said so. Same as Finn. Well, yeah, so what they have to do is, uh, I was talking to Daryl, and he cares about rules, um, is um, there's a, they can basically add a line that says that must affects take precedence over anything else. So like if a card says you must do something, then that goes into the um, activity queue or whatever it's called first um and that basically means that things like the concussion bombs so they made a ruling on concussion bombs basically that it says you must drop one if there's any charges spent but you can prevent yourself from dropping one by dropping a seismic instead for example um so what people have said is well actually um if you just change the rules so that once you stop dropping concussions, you have to keep dropping them. You can't like fudge it by dropping different bombs. Um, then everything works again. If you just say that must affects override anything else, it works again. But for now, that ability, the the second part is blank, um, which is just bonker. Like it's just weird. That's just I, you know. I think that'll change. I I think it will. Um, so I mean, the next, no go. On. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's, um, apart from that, it's an I-4 Y-Wing with standard Y-Wing stuff. So, you know, put points on it or it's rubbish. Um, so probably be cheap, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so the next one, there's the, a the couple of generics. Is um, Gamut Key in the Hawk. So in the end phase, you can spend some charges to stop circular tokens removed from a ship. Yep. I think this is really good. I, pref yes. I prefer him as the crew card than the pilot. but I, I like the crew card best. The, the, the crew card is, is exactly the same ability, uh, just as a crew. But I, th I think this is really, really good. So every other turn, it costs two charges, and he's got two charges, and he recovers one a turn. So every other turn. And when you first read it, you think, yeah, cool, whatever. I can do a Shakti, I can make somebody take a focus or, or, or keep an evade or whatever. Um, and then your brain goes, wait a minute, Hawks can jam people. <laughs> jam, jam tokens are circular. And disarm tokens are circular. And tractor beam tokens are circular. So you can get a, a, little, a little quad jumper, tugs in next to somebody, tosses, tosses that medium-based fire spray, a token, and they go, ha-ha. I'm a medium-based ship. That's not going to affect me. And then Gamut says, well, how about you keep it for next turn? And my mate here, Uncar Plucked, comes up and gives you another one in a second and throws you off the board edge. Um, <laughs> do you know, it's just, yeah. It's um, it's going to trick a few people here and there. Um, and also, you know, regen ships will 
I guess the thing with it, with if you make a disarm persist, all you do with your regening ship is you run away for another turn and spend another charge on your regen droid and come back in um, <laughs> at that point. But yeah, it's um, it's going to be a little bit of filthy jank, I think that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 definitely it's everything I think scum should be. Yeah, yeah. You should never enjoy playing a list against a scum list with a hawk in it. Paylob, no, you can't have tokens. Torkill, I'm going to make it I zero. Dace bone arm. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. The next the next card is actually hawk. It's Kane and Jarus. We know what he's like and we know what his ability is. Does anyone think he's good or bad? Just quickly. I think he's, he's good. good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the discussion sorry Dom, I think the discussion is going to be um which hawk do you take? Um or which hawks do you take and who do you love the most and give Moldy Crow to? Um like you could do a lot of this stuff. Yeah, the the thing I was gonna say, the the thing I really like about the new Hawk pilots is they are very specific that it's their turret arc, not their arc. So yeah, these that's... these guys don't need the Moldy Crow. So you, you you can you can quite easily have something like Kanan and still run your Torkill or your Palob with the Moldy Crow and get the full effect of their abilities as well. Yeah. Then we have um, the next one that's new is the Kamukki is a pilot. It's very similar except it's zero to one. Um, let's come up again. Hondo. Sorry, I'm just skipping through to see if there's anything else that's interesting. Is target synchronizer new? No, no, it was in resistance. It's new that they've got a tech slot. Um, because they didn't the, have um, a tech slot before. You have the new talent, the same as the Imperials and the Rebels have one. You've got a new one for Scum, which is called Cutthroat, which is after another friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed. If that ship is limited or has the Cutthroat upgrade, you may remove one of your orange or red tokens or recover one non-recurring charge on your ship or one of your equipped upgrade cards. Which again like. could, could be some really janky stuff. So uh, how many red cargo shoots would you like in a game? <laughs> I love scum jank. It's my favourite type of jank. I mean, yeah. The, like, you see the person in Kyber who's doing really well with um, false transponder codes in Jabba. Yeah, and that's it's like I mean that's the list that put Liam out. Like we we skipped over that key component of the list, mm. but basically it just throws locks constantly and it jams you and then shoots you with a lock, and then and then jabber and then do it again and again and again. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah it, it, we've um, I would say we have skipped over Lima Kai. Who's an I five Y wing? Uh, before you engage, if you're not in any ship's front arc, so that includes your oh, and any enemy ship's front arc, you can acquire a lock on an enemy ship that is in your front half, so in front of you. Yeah, free locks. Yeah, that's good. I'm mainly interested in the Hawk pilots, to be honest. Yeah, the, I mean she's I five, so yeah. she's I five. So she's going to be a good torp carrier because that's like passive sensors, isn't it? Um, at the point that you engage, you get to choose who you're going to lock as long as you're not in an enemy ship's front arc. So, you know, seems like it might catch a few people out. Um, yeah, the Hawk pilots are the they're the business really in this pack, aren't they? 
yeah definitely the most interesting thing yeah um what else have we got da, 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 a bunch of epic stuff the, the rest of it's a load of epic stuff and then boba fett for some reason at the end it's probably something i've not read any of the articles i never do pictures so, something interesting <laughs> that they've actually done in the articles because that's what i've done as well but um Max Brooks, who did the design for this, has given quotes and thoughts for the article. So he's got uh, a bit of an insight into the mind of the developer. Um, oh, I might, I might actually read it then. Yeah. So all three of the articles have got those in them. Did, did you listen to him on the Fly Better podcast? No, I haven't yet. You should really listen to it. It's really interesting. I was saying to Dom earlier, probably the best episode they've ever done. I do keep meaning to listen to it, and then I don't because. <laughs> I mean, I like I used to listen to them when I had longer commutes because obviously it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mission getting through a fly better episode because like can be up to three four hours sometimes <laughs> depending on how much they're talking. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I'll probably go in and have a listen to that one specifically. Um, but yeah, oh, did you notice or or see? It's good to see that um, with us having shamed him a bit a couple of episodes ago, Alex Burt has actually got the one eight six band back together. <laughs> they put their sunglasses on and took a road trip, and uh, they've recorded. So it's a slightly different-looking cast. They've got Lloyd, Paul Fulon, and uh, James Dowdle's back with Alex. So there's the four of them. Um, I've, I've got not had a chance to listen. Um, it is on the list. I've just not had a chance to listen where I usually do. Yeah, they're talking about why hyperspace is good at the minute. So I'm finding myself disagreeing with them, but I'm I'm reasonably sure that they're they're going to talk about something else in a minute. We'll see. I think we should leave it there. I know we said we discussed about I'm aware that we have been talking for a while already. You just cut out a bit there. You said we were going to talk about the Sith Taker League, but we're not going to. No. Um, I We've just, all I'm... changed lists. We've all changed lists. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. Because um, we have been talking for a while now. Yeah. So um, just before we go, has anyone got any shout-outs? Rich? Uh, no, probably not. No, no, just say hi to the rest of the Firecast and stuff and uh, looking forward to catching up with more people throughout the various events. They're also, in case you didn't hear, they're doing an event. (laughs) And you're still streaming every other Friday, is that right? Yeah, Yeah, every other Friday. So it's not, uh, so the next one will be, oh God, I've got to remember dates now. Yeah, (laughs) the the next one will be the 12th of March. Um, But yeah streaming every other friday yes and it's good good quality content and uh good banter in the twitch chat as well bit of a laugh nobody takes it too seriously just yet no we we definitely never take ourselves seriously (laughs) (laughs) you're too british for that I'm just going to give everyone in who's taking part in the Sift Take a Cup a shout-out again, because quite a larger number than before, so I'm dead happy. Um, so thanks. Uh, so yeah, one one shout-out from me. Um, just uh, while we've been uh, chatting, and I've not really been listening, I've been looking at Discord, and I've seen <laughs> that um, I've seen that Flipster, who's one of the guys who uh, develops the, the TTS mod, um, has put a post up um, just talking about the fact that people are asking um, regularly if you know, they can give a donation to the guys that are spending time developing it, and they always refuse it. I've had this conversation with him and with a couple of the other ones as well. Um, and 
recently a player has asked if he can instead make a donation to a charity of his choice, um, which they were like, yeah, fine, that's cool. Um, so he donated to a local branch of Doctors Without Borders. Um, and what Flipster has said is that if you do want to make a donation to the ongoing development of TTS, instead rather make a donation to a charity of your choice and then send him a message on um, Discord. Um, he'll share it with the other developers. And uh, in his own words, your love is enough, but if money is your thing, well, now you know how. I suggest charities, World Food Programme, Rainforest Fund, Amnesty International, and Doctors Without Borders. Uh, so there you go. Um, so that's awesome. So yeah, if you do want to support TTS, um, feel free to support your local charity um, or one of those ones and, and let the guys know. So it's uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Goodbye from Don. Bye. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Willow. I've got that one. Love you. Go on up it. <laughs> Smeghead. Mm. Hi, Tim. Hello.